Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, you're going to meet the mental health expert that I used to interview all the time when I was at Fox 4. A good friend is in studio next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team and the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, I can speak for all reporters. All reporters need a go-to guy or gal when they have a story that they need to put on the 10 o'clock news. And my go-to guy on mental health is Dr. Ross Stewart. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. I'm delighted to see you again. It's been a while. It has been. And he has not changed. So I need your uh, anti-aging formula. But on this show, we're going to talk about everything from uh, the brain to bucket list stuff to anti-aging. And I want you to, how old are you? I'm 77. That's amazing. I mean, wow. Okay, and I need your fountain of youth, and we can talk about that in a minute. But let's let's start by uh, talking about your journey. How did you? When did you first get interested in uh, mental health and the brain? I was in the ninth grade, and I said, "Psychology looks like the most interesting thing. Who are human beings? What are they capable of? Why do they do what they do? Why do they act so smart, and why do they act so stupid sometimes?" I just was curious about it and pushed forward through a PhD. Wow, and we're learning so much more about the brain than we ever knew before. Oh, oh right? my God, is that the truth? What are some major breakthroughs that we're learning about the brain? One thing is neurotransmission, and we're looking at something called neurotransmitters. These are the chemical messengers that pass message from one neuron to the next to make your brain work, to make your body work. And we're finding that any number of mental diseases aren't actually diseases. They're dysregulation of these neurons based on not enough biochemicals. Yes. Not enough neurotransmitters, such as serotonin and dopamine. Uh, one of the things we can do is we can regulate the symptoms of Parkinson's disease. Wow. By supplying enough dopamine. We can regulate depression in five weeks. Person calls up and says, if you don't help me, you're the last doctor I'm going to talk to. I'm going to kill myself. I've already decided on the concrete abutment on 635 I'm going to run into. Five weeks later, they say, I can't find sadness anymore. What did you do? Wow. I said, I gave your brain and your body enough serotonin in something called Hints Medical Foods. What, what, since uh, Alzheimer's and dementia affect so many families, is there any good news on that front? Absolutely. First of all, if a person has not been on the prescription medications for Parkinson's disease, chances are we can get them 75 to 95% symptom managed. There's no cure. Uh, one third of the people with Alzheimer's, we can bring back to full, full function again by, by providing the right levels of serotonin and dopamine with hence medical foods. I mean, this is, this, is, this is a miracle kind of stuff. Wow. And we have it now. We're not waiting for some future research. 
It's well developed. I've been with these folks for 22 years mm. and worked with about 3,000 people. And to, you know, to restore, to restore a, a wildly out of control child to the star of the class, that's not an exception. Wow. Well, let's talk about bucket list stuff. Uh, we've got some uh, generic video of people living their best life, and, and there's no sense living to be 100 if you don't have a quality life. So let's talk about you know, what uh, steps people need to take right now to li live a quality life. Let's go with the quote. Most people live lives of quiet desperation and die with their song unsung. Wow. And practically everyone you know is in that category. And you're going, so they're just sort of drinking beer, watching football. Not that those things are bad, but if that's the, that's the highlight of your day, something's, something's amiss here. And so what we don't have is a questioning process that goes on about how do you feel most alive? If you were to live these big dreams, what would you be doing? And it, it requires that you know something about who you are and what you like and what you want, and then boldly going after it because you're quality of life depends on it. Mm. And to your point, you know, nobody uh, sits there at the time of their death and re uh, expresses regrets about, I wish I had worked harder. <laughs> I wish I had spent more time at the exactly, office. Exactly. It's always, you know, more quality time with family. Uh, what are some corrective measures they could take right now? Well, the first thing is to start asking the question, what do I want to fill my life with? And it, it, I like journaling. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, so it goes, what did I do today that I liked? What do I want more of in my life? And what do I want less of? You journal for a couple of weeks and you start finding that the things you want less of, you do get less of. Mm. You're actually able to move away from those things that you don't like because you now have an awareness of it. And you start experiencing more and more things that you do like. This is a clue to what really is the big dream? What am I here to experience? Right. That's the first thing. And then be in conversations with people about what you want. Mm. People, and you get some pushback on it, say, oh, you're just being selfish, narrow-minded. No, I'm living my life on my terms. That's a pretty bold move, don't you think? Yes. Okay, so he, it, he says he's 77 years old. How in the world do you look so young? What are some things that you're doing and what can my audience learn from the life you're living? Well, the you're first living? thing is I've always had big dreams. Okay. And every big dream that I've ever wanted, I fulfilled. I speak some level of four languages. I've lived in Germany. I've uh, been to China. I just recently back from Dubai. Oh, is that an adventure? Wow. To, to go to places that are extremely wealthy that they couldn't care anything about the United States. The world doesn't resolve around the United States for them. And <clears throat> every adventure that I've wanted to have, I've gone and had it. Mm. Uh, I wanted a PhD once upon a time, and the next thing I knew, I had it. Wow. I wanted to get married and have kids. My children are the two best decisions I ever, ever made. The kind of joy they bring to my life, the, the amount of richness that I experienced because of them. I think you're in the same boat. Amen. Yeah, I've got a family company. My son and daughter work for me, and I couldn't be more proud. Let's talk about anti-aging uh, because, you know, it's, it's really chemicals, isn't it? Your body is filled with chemicals. It's complex, but let's make it simple. Yeah. It starts with you, want, you have to want to be alive. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many hundreds of people have confided in me and say, every night I ask God, how long longer do I have to be here? 
That's shocking. Wow. They get to have a they get to have this human experience and they don't treasure it because they're having a bad time of it. So it starts with filling your life with things you really want to do, filling your life with people you really want to be with. Yes. And that reduces your stress, which is an enormous help in terms of anti-aging. Then it's what you eat. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's, there's a lot of things right now about the oils that you take in. Uh, you cannot eat any nut oil, any seed oil. Those things are so, so inflammatory that they cause arthritis, they cause brain damage, they cause placking of the arteries. So you're reduced to coconut oil and butter. I'm going, well, I thought butter was poison. No, it's not. Wow. The kind of fats that you get in butter are enormously helpful. Yes. Then it goes to, well, can't I eat French fries cooked in corn oil? No. <clears throat> the truth is you should never have corn oil or French fries ever again as long as you live. Wow. Now, that's, that's whole, that whole thing is, you mean I have to fill myself up with quality meat and vegetables? Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> We've got some generic uh, anti-aging video and, you know, there's so many products on the market. How do you know, you know, what works and what's a waste? Well, for one thing, I'm certified in clinical nutrition. I've been doing this for 57 years. Mm-hmm. And so a new product comes on the market and I say, okay, well, it doesn't make sense to me when I can correct this problem by changing the oils in my system. That is, I'm going to go, I cook with butter and I cook with coconut oil. Over, that's it, over and out. Don't cook with any other oils. Uh, and am I going to eat a lot of vegetables? Guess what? I am. Am I going to eat high quality meat, mostly beef? Yeah. Now, do I load up on that stuff? I don't pig out. Yes. I don't stress myself with that stuff. And here's the part I don't like. I don't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. Going, but it's fun. I know it's fun. But when I look at the neurochemistry involved in drinking alcohol, what happens is it causes, it causes the cells in your body to dump the dopamine that's in there. You temporarily feel great. Then your body says, oh, too much, too much dopamine available, comes in and an enzyme comes and takes it all away. And now you're left with, I really feel my life is sucking right now. And how long does it take to recover? 10 days to one drink. No kidding. I mean, but who doesn't like drinking? I mean, I like it, but I don't do it. I understand. And it's because I understand the neurochemistry behind it. We're going to show a clip here in a second, but I want to set this up because uh, you are just a content machine. <laughs> you, you produce a lot of videos. Uh, before we show this, talk, let's talk about geopolitics and conflict. Well, I've had two passions in life. Mm-hmm. One of them is human psychology. It was, I, I, let's go beyond. It's psychology. Uh, I used to like to train dogs. And I could train a dog to do a trick in 30 seconds. Wow. Go on. Really? But I proved it in any event. So, of course, I have a PhD in that. And <clears throat> my other was, was traveling the world. And it still had to do with psychology because I wanted to see, I wanted a, a perspective other than sitting in Dallas, Texas, the perspective I got here. You know, if, if I'm sitting in Berlin, it's a very different perspective. You're in a very different location, very different language, very different culture. And you can't look at the United States the same way you do if you're here. Or recently, we're sitting in in Dubai. Matter of fact, we're on top of the Burj Khalifa. That's the tallest building in the world, looking out on 
I mean, you swear you're with God. And going, how come I don't think of America? How come there's a whole other world out here of people doing exciting things, being truly creative, making things happen. And boy, do they make things happen in Dubai. Uh, or going to China. I mean, you change your worldview. I, I like the thing of there are two kinds of people, those who have been to China and those who have not. If you've been to China, you can't look at the world the same anymore. Wow. You go to some place like Shanghai and you say, hold it, we don't have any place in the whole United States that's this modern, that's this clean, that's this well organized, that looks this good. It was magnificent. Wow. That's a good way to set up this clip. The biggest problem I see in the world today is people categorizing them being people who are not us and us. What that means is that an automatic process in the brain says, this person is not part of our tribe, they're not part of the us, and we start to assign qualities to them, saying they're evil, they are taught to get us, they're going after resources that we need for ourselves, which in the world today is pretty much not true. The real thing of this is, the way the world has evolved, and how vulnerable life is thanks to environmental change, thanks to nuclear weapons, thanks to world competition militarily, it's important that people start looking at us as everybody is us. The distinction is, when you look at somebody and your brain says, automatically, they're not me, they're not us, they're not part of our tribe, say, yes, they are. I love your videos. I know your daughter had a little something to do with that and your son as well. Uh, in the little time we have left, words of encouragement, what would you like to leave people with? I invite people to explore who they are as the most worthwhile things they can think that they can actually do. And boldly, boldly go after more of the things you want to experience no matter what criticism other people have for you. I, I we was a counselor at Indiana, at, at the, uh, Oklahoma State University. We had more Native American students there than any place else. And I worked in the counseling center. And I don't know how I did it, but all the Native Americans came to me. They yeah. wouldn't talk to anybody else. We had nine people in the staff and they wouldn't talk to them. And <clears throat> the issue that they faced was if they started showing up academically and performing, they were called apples. <laughs> White on the inside, red on the outside. They gave an example of one, one, uh, one guy who started really showing up and his, his friends and peers took six and beat him unconscious. And, going, and you say, well, isn't that extreme? It's extreme, but it's not so different from what happens when you start to show up as somebody of substance. People are going to come after you. They're going to criticize you. They're going to try to control you. They're going to kind of tamp you down. I can't encourage you enough to be bold and say, no, I'm living my life on my terms. And if those people have put you down, adios. We have a little word for that in Spanish. Adios. <laughs> what a great guest. We're going to leave you with the YouTube channel, which is Geopolitics and Conflict. The great Dr. Ross Stewart. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, it's been really my pleasure. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.